So you decide to not care anymore about what other people think. So you just, you put yourself out and yeah, and you jump the bridge. <laughs> you jump the bridge? Out of the bridge. Out of the bridge? Yes. And then you drone? No. Or you do bungee jumping? No, you fly. You fly? Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> Superman complex. You, you, think, you, you think you're falling, but you're not falling, you're going up. You're flying. Hey, hey, hey! Welcome to Munai Open Relationship, the podcast. Hi, my name is Gwen and I'm an open relationship coach. And I am Mr. T, her partner in crime. We're here to share our awesome journey with open relationship and non-monogamy. Disclaimer. We are not here to tell you what to do, what is right or wrong in your relationship. We are here to give you ideas and tips based on our own experience. And while doing so, we may discuss things that are not suitable for a younger audience. Thank you so much for those of you who decided to support my singing career and beatboxing. I, I appreciate uh, what you did, but just know that honesty is important in a relationship. <laughs> it's part of communication skills, really. What yeah, to, to be honest with your 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 partner you know your partners and being able to to say things even if they may hurt the other one so you know just like you did when you told me that my singing career was not really a great career to start i, I never said that <laughs> you just did a face when i started singing you actually do a face every time i sing and then when sometimes i hit a knot you look like super surprised you're like oh wow like you know Because I have the, the light experience to have you behind me when you are with your headphones on and uh, there is no knot that you hit and you're not singing but mumbling the song. It's like, I, I will reproduce this for you guys. It's like... It's exactly like that. That sounds great. If this, if you guys can recognize the song from what I just did, please let me know, and I will be. We should create a challenge. <laughs> yeah. We sing a song like that, and then we give like uh, a free consultation for I those will, who I will recognize. I will record you for next time. <laughs> okay, I think we should start. We should start with uh, our first section and we started last week talking about communication we wanted to give you some more concrete examples of what communication uh, means yes good communication healthy communication this week i wanted to talk about the ability to listen to your partner without taking things personally so last week i mentioned it was important to um, understand that communication is also uh, non-verbal And then being able to be there for your partner uh, and to actually listen without trying to talk and without rolling your eyes, without crossing your arms and things like that was really important. But then the next step is being able to respond to your partner without taking things personally and making it about you. Mm. So um, an example of that would be, for example, your partner telling you that they want to open the relationship, like really the, the basic one. Um, in this podcast about open relationships, <laughs> um, there may be a first instinct there that you may have of thinking my partner wants to date and have sex with other people than me and it's because I'm not enough. Mm -hmm. And so you may take that 
personally as as like a, a criticism on on what you're doing or not doing right yeah um so my advice here is actually not to do it because most of the time it's not about you <laughs> it doesn't have to be always about you so you always have to remember that if your partner is telling you to open the relationship is because that person doesn't want to have you out of their life so they are opening or wanting to bring this subject of open the relationship for the sake of preserving the relationship that they have with you and they want to create something else i think a good exercise that you can do for this same subject that when is talking about to not take things personally is to whenever you're hearing your your partner talking to you try to see what is in your brain that you're receiving Sometimes your partner says, look, I'm going to keep this an example. Like when says, I want to open the relationship. And in your head, what you're listening, what you're hearing is, I'm not enough. Why she wants to go and have sex with other people. She, she, I'm, I'm not, I'm not good in sex. So it's all these ideas and, and questions that comes to your head or, or voice that comes to your head telling you, this is what she means really. So my suggestion or exercise that you can do in this case is repeating back to your partner what you're hearing. So you would say, your partner said to you, I want to open the relationship because I want, I feel like uh, um, I need more sex or I want to explore sexuality with other people. So you can reply to your partner, okay, what I'm hearing is that I am not being enough for you in our sexual life. I am hearing that you uh, don't want to have sex with me, I don't know, whatever is in your head, you repeat that question to your partner without getting emotional. This is a, a very important point in communication, uh, something that for a Latino, I can tell you, it is really hard for me, but it's something that helped me. I was talking last week about non-violent communication, and this is one of the keys of non-violent communication, is repeating back to the other one what the other one says, and the way that you're hearing it. So in that way, your partner can reassure or contradict whatever you think you're hearing, and it will reassure you in what, what your partner is really trying to say. I think the, the, the way you can see it is that um, communication is one person talking and the other one, the other one receiving the information. The thing is, in between those two people, you and your partner, you have filters there and you don't see them. And that's usually the, the issue. And they talk about it in um, men come from Mars and women from Venus. It's kind of like this idea that in between the two of you are inv invisible filters like um, your education, how you grew up, how much love did you receive? What is sex for you? It can be about language because sometimes you don't have the same language uh, and so and so you're trying to communicate with probably like for example with mr t and myself my um, first language is french his first language is spanish we talk between the two of us in english there will be obviously sometimes where there is most miscommunication but sometimes you have the same language but it's just about maybe culture Native. Native language. Native language? Yeah, native. But you have those filters of uh, culture, religion, um, 
whatever you can imagine. And so because you don't see those filters, you tend to think that your partner is talking the same language than you. So as soon as you understand that you may be talking different languages and understanding what those filters are, when your partner is, like uh, Mr. T was saying, as, a, as a, an exercise you can do, if I'm telling Mr. T, I would like to open the relationship. Mr. T is going to hear something a little bit different. And for him to ask me, this is what I understood and this is what I'm hearing. He's then telling me in his own language what he's, what he's hearing. And so, the, exactly. So that's helping reducing the miscommunication, the, the mistranslation, yeah. let's say. And, and it's always happened, like, especially and and important subjects and, and things that you might encounter with your partner, it will be always a filter behind your head trying to understand things from that point of view mm -hmm. and the more you clarify what you're hearing from the other person and your other person rectify or contradict what you're saying it will help you to understand the other person better and to not get heated or get upset or get hurt for nothing the good thing too about talking like that to your partner is that if you're taking things personally, it's maybe because you have some sorts of insecurities there. So uh, it may be like a good little, I don't want to say red flag, but just a flag <laughs> that, you know, you can see as, oh, I may have to work on something here. Why am I thinking that sex is not good enough or that I'm not good enough for my partner? Is there anything that is actually justifying this in my brain? Is it possible that I have a story here um, that I need to kind of unlearn and, and stop telling myself, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Cool. That's the exercise for you guys today. Awesome. Yay. Have fun. Once upon a time in a country far, far away. Hashtag New Zealand. We are talking about our coming out. Oh, when we come out. <laughs> that was funny. So, um, we basically dated for like a year. Uh, secretly for all sorts of different reasons one of them was that I wanted to experience being me and not the girlfriend of someone else we talked well, at the beginning of the story like we I told you that I didn't want to get into a relationship yep. because relationships for me was not going to be satisfactory no 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 that was not satisfactory but I knew that whatever we we start doing it will finish in some point because you would want to get married or want to have kids or something like that. So I didn't want to go through that again. Oh, no. And as soon as you, we would express love for each other, I would say goodbye. That's it. Oh, that's true. I, I forgot this little detail that Mr. T tried to break up with me because he felt like he was falling in love with me. Oh, so cute and not cute at the same time. <laughs> Anyway. anyway, so we dated for like a year secretly and then obviously uh, we started the open relationship during this time and I think Mr. T and myself realized that there was something there that was worth living and the relationship obviously <laughs> and, then, uh, and then people around us didn't really know about it because that was something that was yeah. part of our intimate life. We, we talked a little bit before on another podcast about like initially we felt that we would be judged and we didn't want to go through that explaining ourselves about what we were doing in our life and how we would uh, do in our relationship so how much of a sinner we were oh yes yes we're, um, we're all going to hell guys yeah yes we're gonna make all clear 
So we, we decided to not, I think we, a very small group of people knew about our open relationship situation, but we didn't tell anybody else. Until? Until? We changed apartment and we had an open, um, an open, <laughs> uh, not open day, um, an housewarming party. Mm-hmm. Plenty of friends came there and for some reason at that point we were in a very comfortable place. We, I, I guess it happened for any, in any situation that you, you come out <laughs> in your life or, or what I could see in other people that come out in other situations or similar situations where you are very comfortable in your skin. You feel like nothing can hurt you or nothing that you're doing is actually wrong. So you decide to not care anymore about what other people think. So you just, you put yourself out and yeah, and you jump the bridge. <laughs> you jump the bridge? Out of the bridge. Out of the bridge? Yes. And then you drone. No. You do bungee jumping. No, you fly. You fly? Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> Superman complex. You, you, think, you, you think you're <laughs> falling, but you're not falling. You're going up. You're flying. So, yeah, we were in the housewarming party in... We started talking, and I can't remember how it started. <laughs> oh, I think I think one of our friends, uh, a lovely, lovely friend of us. Uh, I think the whole conversation started because this lady told us that she had a kiss to girl. Ah, okay. Yeah, I, I think that. I remember that. And then we started talking about bisexuality, and I was asking if she was interested in doing more. And then the whole conversation started like that. Ah, anyway. Yes. And then, but she kind of knew and didn't knew. Didn't what, know. Didn't know what we were doing. And so she started asking questions about us and how we were dealing with our relationship and how we were going. And then I think you said to her, like, like you told her that we were in an open relationship. And from that moment, she was like, what? You serious? You what? And she started asking questions left, right, center. And then her husband started, like, he came to me. <laughs> like, I was not paying attention to the conversation at that point. We were with the girls, chatting with some of the girls. And then her husband came to me and is like, uh, when just said that <laughs> you guys are in an open relationship? How is that? How does it work? And started the same, doing a lot of questions, and then people started asking, and some people asked, some people didn't want to ask. Yeah. It kind of... There's sometimes a little bit too much mm. information and, and things that are going against everything you've known, and so people kind of like prefer to listen, and obviously they were already in the house, yeah. and already our friends, so... <laughs> <laughs> it was too late to yeah. to ignore us, but um, they were just listening and learning about this type of lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, <clears throat> we came out to our friends, and from there on, what happened was like, fortunately for us, our friends, nice people, nice people, <laughs> pretty open and open-minded. Because we do have friends, right? <laughs> I think so. Imaginary friends. Yeah. No, no, they're real. They're real. <laughs> And it was quite funny because from there on, like all the people started finding out. And at the moment, at the, in the beginning, it's like I think people think that you want to have sex with them 
with mm. everybody. Mm. So they, they try to avoid you for a bit mm. and they don't know how to relate with you because mm-hmm. they think that at some point you're going to ask them to have sex, mm. to come to the room. And I think it's after testing a couple of times and you haven't asked them, I don't know if <laughs> they relax and then they keep talking to you normally. Is it like, you know, when a guy says to his ba- to his friends, like guy friends, that he's gay and then suddenly all his guy friends are like, whoa, I don't yeah. want you to like... I don't want to sleep. You're asleep with me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not because you're a swinger or non-monogamous or in an open relationship that means that you want to have sex with everybody exactly. <laughs> just like when you're single it doesn't mean that you want to have sex with everybody <laughs> 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 except if you are mr t <laughs> anyway anyway cool so it actually went really well um yeah, yeah we we I think our friends mostly understood, um, asked all the questions they wanted to ask so they could kind of comprehend. Obviously, they realized that we were really happy and in love with each other. Yeah. And that, that's probably one of the main keys. Yeah. Uh, when you're going to come out to someone, uh, your family or your friends or whoever it is, that you are in a good, in a good place with your partner, no matter what you're doing, and people will accept whatever you do, whatever you feel like, whatever you are. If you are feeling happy with that decision or whatever, how are you feeling? So, cool. You hear it, you type it, you send it, you ask for it. You hear it, you type it, you send it, you ask for it. So we got two questions today. Mm-hmm. The first question is one of my followers, and he was interested in knowing if before opening the relationship if it's easier to get into that conversation with your partner uh, if you've already met someone on a website or on an app or if it's easier to arrive with the conversation saying that you just want to open the relationship without having met someone mm. so basically is it easier for your partner if you want to open the relationship is it easier for your partner to um, understand why you want to do it your reasons is it easier for them to accept the open the relationship if you arrive with already someone a sample that you feel attracted to a sample a sample <laughs> babe i want to open the relationship with this lady <laughs> do you think it's a good idea so um let's have the pros and the cons right mm-hmm. i think so mr t mm-hmm. what's your opinion on this and what pros and cons do you see I don't see many pros in having a list of people that you want to open the relationship with and presented that to your partner. If you haven't talked about this ever, I think your partner, there's it's many things that you have to think in, in care and in consideration when you want to have this conversation. The moment that you are in your relationship, how good you guys are feeling with each other and the insecurities of your partner, how confident that your partner is within her sex life, her personal life, her work life, where is she at the moment? Because presenting this, it will bring some insecurities up. So I think would be it will bring a lot of cons if you bring like, look, I want to open a relationship because I want to have sex with this lady. I think that won't gonna help your partner to feel confident that you're doing this because it's a lifestyle they want to have 
uh, and more because you are horny with someone else. It's still, I think the the con the con no the the pro the pro <laughs> uh, in this situation is that at least you were telling your partner that you want to explore with someone else, not that you want to leave them for someone mm. else. But I'm still thinking that it would be hard for the other party to understand that you already thought about this. Um, so my, I think what I will give more pros is the situation of talking with your partner that you want to uh, get into non-monogamy and the reasons why you want to do that, why is, what is that you're feeling, what is that uh, is making you go through that idea. It might be something that you want to explore for a while and see what, what happened. Or it's something that you feel like is you and it's your way of seeing life and sex and love. Wow. Cool. Awesome. What do you think? I think there are a little bit of different things here. The first thing is, are you actually looking at just exploring a certain attraction that you are experiencing with just one person and that's never happened before? And it's just because you're really close, I don't know, like a close friend, a colleague, and you see that there is like a connection there. And you've never felt that for anyone else before. You've never thought about being non-monogamous before. It's just one single person that you know really well. And then in that case, it may just be a one-off, you know, that's completely possible. If though, it's not really just a one-off and it's more like a lifestyle that you want to start being because this is you and you feel like you want to just be a little bit more free and and explore non-monogamy, uh, trying to go on any type of website or any app or just to find someone <laughs> to present to your partner, this is not a great idea. I would yeah. definitely go with the same opinion than you. There are two completely different uh, situations there. I'm, sometimes some people don't really feel that they want to be completely non-monogamous. They are just monogamous and having just one off one day. And so it doesn't mean that they have to have this massive change of life and conversation with their partner about changing completely their lifestyle and how they live and how they love, you know? Because it is, it is a big change, to be honest, to go from monogamous to non-monogamous. So if you've never experienced attraction for anyone else except just one person right now, I think it's a kind of like a good idea. It's also like different partners, different way of, ways of thinking. And as a woman, saying that it may sometimes be easier for some people to know who is the other person mm -hmm. and to know that okay my partner came to me and told me that they have a certain attraction to this person me being able to see this other person and understanding why my partner is feeling this way it may actually calm a lot of insecurities it can also trigger a lot of insecurities mm -hmm. but it may calm some other insecurities knowing who is the other person so um, I think it's, it's really different ways of, of doing it. But just trying to find someone just for the sake of trying to get into non-monogamy, not a good idea. No, I, and the same is how the, the, the proposal can be. I think another possibility bringing someone is having this idea of having a threesome. Mm. So you're talking to True. your partner saying, look, uh, this girl, I think... She she would like to be with both of us. And yeah. Something that we can share the three of us, and your partner has that moment mm -hmm. of intimacy with you and the other person, the, the third party, or a man, whatever is 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 on the table. 
I think that's a different proposal and it can fly in a different way. Yeah. Rather than saying, look, I'm really like this girl (laughs) and I want to have sex with her just once. Yeah. That's it. And that's it. Only once. I don't think that okay. will fly well. when, I, when I say one-off, I'm not saying just one time having sex, but just one person that you're having sex with. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't think it will fly. <laughs> I don't think it will fly in, in a monogamous situation. Or when you come with a monogamous background, or you've been monogamous for your whole life and your relationship, it will be really hard to understand where you come from with this proposal i think another thing to take into consideration which is something i usually advise my um my clients is that if you are the one who wants to open the relationship and you present that option to your partner it's good to let your partner be the first one to actually experience something Mm. outside of the relationship um so it's easier for them the day you have something with someone else to kind of understand what you're going through all right second question how do you introduce sex toys in the bedroom without making your partner feel insecure? So as a woman, I have had some uh, interesting experiences with um, sex toys. Not much about sex toys themselves, but about the speech around sex toys. Ideas that um, some of my exes, the sex toy was because they were not good enough. And I needed more more things that they could not provide and they would feel like they were not good enough talking about taking things personally <laughs> yes 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 so um so that's my experience uh-huh. with it and i i'm i'm curious really about what you're gonna say mr t about that how do you introduce um sex toys have you had uh, girls telling you that they wanted to bring their sex toys to the bedroom with you how did you feel about it how do you feel about guys feeling insecure about it? What do you want to tell them? Uh, I think it's, it's kind of going back to what we talked at the beginning mm-hmm. in terms of communication and not feeling uh, that's so, it's something about you. Your partner might want to explore different sensations and different uh, experience with toys. And it's true. Like The toys will give you a, an experience that your opinions will not give to your partner. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm saying in the, in the positive and the negative as well, yeah. uh, as the toys are fun and they, for example, the ones that buy vibrators and they are really fun and they have a speed and an intensity that there is no way that a human being can do. However... Huh? You don't know that. You don't know that. <laughs> Maybe not me. Um, oh. <laughs> But at the same time, I know for not only you, but different girls that they said they prefer for certain moments is the need of a penis, mm. like the sensation of the heat that a penis have, you know, yeah. it is different from a toy. Definitely. And I think if you feel insecure bringing toys into the bedroom, it's something that you have to, yeah. Get over. Get over it. <laughs> Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's nothing about you. It's nothing about that you not providing. It's the opportunity to explore different fantasies and ideas. Mm. So take it from that point. Take it from the idea of spicing up your, your sex life, not yeah. restricting it and making it yeah. uh, dull and boring. Do you remember that um, stand-up comedian saying that it's a bit unfair 
uh, that women are asking uh, men to make them orgasm because they are constantly playing with their sex toys and mm. the sex toy is the equivalent of heroin. And then the guy coming after is just cannabis, you know? <laughs> and <it's, laughs> you're not going to have the same results at the end, you know? Yeah. But I think maybe what you can do is start introducing sex toys that uh, may not feel as threatening, mm. you know? And then slowly, it can be like... Um, yeah, little bullets. Uh, yeah, like that or little lipstick that you can use for creating some nice heat sensations. Mm -hmm. uh, there are so many different sex toys. Actually going to a sex toy with your partner is a great first a step. A sex shop? A sex shop. No, a sex toy. A sex shop, sorry. Go to a sex shop with your partner. Check around. Buy it together. Create it as an experience that you're actually sharing completely together instead of a sex toy that your partner is going to use without you. Mm -hmm. And I think it's changing um, a lot how you see it. The sex toy is not there to replace you. The sex toy is there to enhance yeah. the experience that you have together. Coming back to fantasies and talking about exploration. When you're talking with your partner, talk True. about that you want to explore something else. You want to try something else apart from the positions that you have and the, 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 the techniques that you have explored with your partner. Okay. Now, I want to bring something else. What do you think exploring with toys? It might be taken in, in a very good way and if you express it in that, in that way. In that way. In yeah. that way. All right. All right. Thank you so much, Mr. T. Yes, thank you so much, uh, Mr. Lerwinaelle. <laughs> Mr. Mrs. No. That's a uh, big news, guys. We didn't tell you before. Uh, when, when is the transfer come? Yeah. <laughs> That's the news. That's the news. All right. All right, so guys, if you want to send us more questions, you know you can go to Munai Open Relationship Instagram, Zapcom, TikTok, and you can send us messages there. Uh, please, if you think that we can improve some stuff, give us some feedback. We always love feedback. It's always good to have uh, things to achieve and change and, and something that you think it can be done better. Um, and remember, you can have a book that Miss Wenael uh, have written for you guys if you have problems with uh, jealousy. Yes. You can buy a book on her website and yeah, practice that to get in a better space, in a better relationship, in a better life. And this, my friends, is the end of the episode. But don't worry, we will be back with the next one really soon. Ciao, ciao! Maybe you should be the one starting a, a singing, singing career. career. Yes, yes, maybe. You do have a beautiful voice. Oh, oh. <laughs> anyway. I'm sorry that I compliment you so much. Like once, It must be so hard for you. Eh? Oh. Once upon a time. <laughs>